You're listening to the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast, a podcast to help you reactivate, grow, and trust your intuition so you can live a more empowered and connected life. Join me, Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, every Wednesday for inspired conversations, guidance, and practical tips on how you can work with your intuition in your everyday life. Because who doesn't want to trust their intuition more? Welcome back to So You Think You're Intuitive. I'm Natalie Miles, taking you on this journey to reactivate and trust your intuition to become a conscious intuitive. Hello, it is nearly March. I was looking at the calendar today and thinking, wow, and February has gone so quickly. And I know I say this all the time, but really like months just seem to be on hyperspeed. But this February, this a new chapter energy has, yeah, it's been really potent. It's been really powerful. It's been a real time of reflection, new beginnings, especially with Mercury retrograde that we're in right now. I posted a post on Instagram last week. Um, if you haven't had a read of it, go and follow me on Instagram. Um, I am Natalie Miles and go and have a read. But it was basically saying like, step away from the fear-based memes. Like this is an amazing time of reintegration, relearning, reevaluating releasing, reflection, and that we're transcending old patterns and old thoughts and old ways of being and yeah, just fits into the new chapter energy. If you haven't had a listen to the February energy forecast yet, go and have a listen. Um, It will give you insight on the energy that you've been experiencing this month. Next week's episode will be the March energy forecast. Wow. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to channeling that one through for you. This episode is brought to you by Better Help. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Have you been feeling anxious or overwhelmed with all the change and transformation that is happening right now and are looking for support? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours, which is amazing. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counselling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counsellor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, which is why I love this service, because it is making counselling really accessible. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And you can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted on their daily. I was looking on their website earlier today and one testimonial that really jumped out to me said, I absolutely love talking with Erin. She's given me ways to help my anxiety and if I don't message for a couple of days, she'll check in on me. It's nice having her there when I need her. So visit betterhelp.com forward slash Natalie. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for So You Think You're Intuitive listeners where you'll get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Natalie. So this week it is a Q&A episode. Thank you so much for sending in all your amazing questions. The questions that were sent through this time cover such an amazing broad range of topics and they have such a level of depth to them and I'm really excited to answer them. So I want to jump in straight away. So let's go to the first question, which comes from Veronica. Hi, Natalie. My name is Veronica. I'm from Southern California, and I have a question regarding mental illness. I was wondering if a person is suffering from depression or schizophrenia or one of those mental illnesses, when they pass over, does the spirit continue to have mental illness or are they clear from that? Like really, it's torturing their mind. You know, they're being tortured by their own mind. So I wanted to know, once they cross over, are they clear from that? Because I have heard other mediums say that, you know, a spirit still has mental illness. And I'm really hoping that that's not the case, that once you let go of your physical body, that your spirit is now whole and does not have mental illness. So I'm curious as to your take on that. Hi, Veronica. Thank you for asking such an important question. The answer to this is that no, the spirit doesn't continue to have the mental illness once they've crossed over and they've gone back home and they've passed over. They go back to their original state of being, a sense of wholeness, a sense of being complete. The human journey and the human existence has finished and so they are no longer suffering. Yes, they can reflect on the human journey that has happened, but they no longer hold on to the physical, emotional problems or things that they experienced once they have crossed over. And something else to add into that, if they had a lifetime where they did experience mental illness, that um, it doesn't mean that the next lifetime they're going to experience it again. They might get the learning in a different way, in a new way. They might be experiencing new learnings in the next lifetime. Just because a spirit or someone had a mental illness in one lifetime doesn't mean that every subsequent lifetime means that they're going to experience the same thing again. Thank you, Veronica, for your question. I hope that helps. 
The next question comes from Misha and she wrote in and has said, after doing your lovely meditation from episode 19, I took a moment to call in spirit and felt an energetic shift. My vision changed as if a green filter had been put over my eyes. No messages, just the color green. I later revisited the meditation before bed and tried welcoming spirit to visit me in my dreams. This time I woke seeing a face in my third eye. When I opened my eyes, the face was still there, floating beside me. This has become a recurring event. Again, no messages, just an apparition. My question is this. Once seeing or other gifts are reactivated, how do we go about interpreting the guidance? Or could it be that spirit can just make themselves known without providing any message? Misha, thank you for your question. What I will say is, if this is a recurring event and this apparition keeps showing themselves to you, the question I want to ask you is, have you interacted with them? Instead of waiting for them to give a message to you, have you posed a question to them, whether in your head or out loud, where you've said, what do you want me to know? Or who are you? Can you give me more detail? Can you show me more? Why do you keep showing up? What are you here to teach me? Um, yeah, interact with them because so often a spirit will keep showing themselves, but we need to take the forward step. We need to take the action to say, hey, who are you? Why do you keep showing up for me? So if you're not doing that, I would really encourage you to take that step and have the confidence and to trust also what comes back for you because sometimes they will give you the message or they'll give you more insight on why they're here, but then you can be like, am I making all of this up? So trust what they are responding to you. And sometimes the spirit can also be a bit shy. So this might take mm, a couple of attempts to do, but go on this journey of interacting with them if they keep showing up for you. Thanks, Misha, and enjoy interacting with this spirit. And if you are new to this podcast, there are lots of free guided meditations that go with the podcast. Head to the link in the show notes where you can download many guided meditations like the one that Misha mentioned that goes with episode 19. Okay, next question is from Lisa. Hi, Natalie. This is Lisa calling from Thunder Bay, Ontario. I'm interested to learn how to incorporate self-acceptance strategies using my intuition. Lisa, thank you for asking this question around self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is such a journey and I think it's a continual journey where we are always evolving and growing to self-accept ourselves through new situations, um, things that we face. I think we're always on a journey of self-acceptance. I know for myself, like you think you're on this self-acceptance pathway and then something comes in and you might get knocked a little bit and then you have to kind of regroup and you rediscover and relearn more about yourself as you go on the journey. But a couple of things that you can do to help develop your self-acceptance using your intuition. A couple of things. Firstly, 
use your spirit team, use your guides, because sometimes when we're looking for this acceptance and we're looking to discover this love for ourselves, we don't realize that we have unconditional love and support from this spirit guide team, from our ancestors, our loved ones in spirit. So when you are feeling low or you're having those days when you're struggling, call them in. Um, whether it's walking, through meditation, through moving your body, in the shower, call them in and say, hey, I need your support today. And just feel that unconditional love and know it to be true and trust it and allow the energy into your sphere and into your body um, so that it can support you on those low days. Another tool that you can do is not focus on the future, but really keep bringing it back to the present. How can I practice self-acceptance today in the here and now, not focusing on the past or the future of where I think I want to be or comparing myself to others, but where I am now. And you can um, pull cards or you can channel write if you feel called and um, ask like, what do I need to know today? Not about the future, not about the past, but what do I need to know today? And you could also ask the question, where in my life do I need to practice self-acceptance more? And get some insight and some messages that come through from channeled writing or you can pull cards for yourself. And if you haven't already, go and have a listen to the episode, which is all about using your intuition to heal the present moment. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Um, I really feel like that would give you some real insight and guidance because there are some beautiful practices that are shared in that episode of how you can heal the present moment as well. One other practical tool that you can do. We don't realize how much we shit talk ourselves, how tough we can be on ourselves. Oh, I didn't do this. I'm not good at this. My body's not looking this certain way. Like it's amazing how much negative chatter we can give ourselves on a day-to-day basis. If you have had a really bad day or you've just noticed you've had a day where you have really shit talked yourself, go and write down a list on a piece of paper, all the negative things that you said about yourself today or you experienced about yourself and then go and write the positive flip it transform it and go and write down the positive instead so it could be that you wrote down today I'm not really liking my body and then you the other on the other column you write I love my body my body has taken me on this amazing journey I don't feel like I'm going anywhere I am exactly where I'm supposed to be Like it's a really powerful practice. The self-acceptance journey is definitely ongoing. It is definitely an ongoing healing journey, but we can use our intuition to help guide us. Thanks, Lisa. 
Hello, Natalie. My name is Leslie, and I currently live in Barcelona, Spain. I was hoping that maybe you can clarify something when, in regarding to signs. So I re recently designated a sign for um, negative or something bad happening. And so I was walking, and I saw this sign, which was an animal, um, but in a cartoonish figure. This was the first time seeing the sign as after I designated it. So I was... Quite, I wasn't quite sure if this was a rep representation of this negative sign because it was in a very cartoonish figure. So I was like, okay, well, if this is true, let me see it again so I can for sure know this is what it is. So two days after that, I saw, I was walking down the street and I was pulled to go into a store. As I'm walking through the store, I see the same animal again. So I was like, okay, this is confirmation that maybe something bad is going to happen. So of course, after that, I was very careful in everything that I did, whether it was activities or walking down the street, running, cooking, whatever it was, I was very careful just to make sure, you know, maybe this bad thing won't happen if it was related to me. So after some time, um, nothing actually ever happened. So my question to you is twofold. One is because I was on high alert, so that nothing bad would happen, does this mean that my sign changed or it didn't actually come into fruition because I was on high alert? Can that happen? Can it? Can that bad thing no longer happen? Or could it be that it was related to someone else or something else? So I guess my question is, if we do see signs, and let's say in a negative form or positive, could it be related to our, you know, our dog, our cat, our partner, or does it always have to relate to self? Can you help clarify? Leslie, what an awesome question. I know that in an episode that I did, it must be over a year ago, I talked about connecting to signs. It was probably like one of the first episodes I did. And recently I have released another episode, how I've changed working with signs as well. And recently, uh, literally a couple of weeks ago, I shared another episode about signs and I talked about how I've changed working with signs and how we can live in fear with working around signs. I didn't address this part of signs in my most recent episode, but I do really feel that picking a sign that something bad is going to happen or something negative is going to happen is kind of counterintuitive for picking a sign. Because as you've described in your question that it put you on hyper alert. You were focusing on the negative thing not happening. Ironically, focusing on the potential of negative things happening in your life versus focusing on the positive or the abundance or just enjoying walking around and receiving and connecting to your intuition in that way. So firstly, I would say that 
maybe it's time to release the negative sign element and not have a negative sign. It's funny because when you said in the question that when you first saw the animal and it was like a cartoon, I got this like intuitive hit that it was like your guide's making fun of the negative sign like they were joking at it like that there was this energy around you think this is really negative but we're gonna make light of this and we're gonna make it look like a caricature or a cartoon and I think that this is part of the message of that that we just shouldn't be focusing on having negative signs and we should just be releasing them and that instead we should be calling on positive signs when we feel called to. But as I shared in the most recent episode around signs, it's also about not getting obsessed with them, not looking for them and just allowing them to flow in and out of our lives and really practicing surrender around working with them. Leslie, if you haven't had a listen to that episode, go and have a listen. But the second part of your question was around, can the sign relate to others? Our energy is intertwined and connected with the loved ones around us so if sometimes if they have a negative situation that happens to them obviously it can impact our lives in some way if something amazing happens in their life it can also impact our lives so there is an energetic crossover with signs that yeah sometimes it can be that yes something awesome is going to happen and it could be that something is awesome is going to happen to your best friend, a family member, and that that is going to be for you as well in some way. But know that mainly for me personally, when I'm picking a sign that something awesome is going to happen, um, that I'm picking specifically for me because that's the intention that I've put behind it. Leslie, thank you for your question. And yeah, go and have a listen to the whole episode about signs and how I've changed working with signs and how we can work with signs not to create fear-based thought patterns. Thanks, Leslie. The next question is from Laura. Hi, Natalie. Uh, This is Laura. I'm uh, listening to you from the UK. And my question for you is, I keep having experiences where I'm going into a room uh, at home, like in my flat, and all of a sudden I'll see like a bright white flash of light, and I know it's something good. I kind of get the feeling that it's like um, an angelic presence or a spirit guide and I was just wondering if you could tell me a bit more about it. It's almost like a flash of lightning. It's really white and intense and um, I've seen it a couple times now so I'd just like to know what your thoughts were and um, thank you very much. Laura, yes. This flash of light that you keep seeing is one of your guides. I love that when we're developing our gifts, especially when our seeing gifts first start coming in, that we can see flashes of light um, in our home or when we're walking around and it's like seeing it, it's like seeing it and it can happen so quickly and it's like this 
bright flash of light um, or orbs or, you know, whole blocks of light. But yes, this is definitely one of your spirit guides. So now you've seen the flash of light, you're probably thinking, great, but now what next? What do I do? Now I've seen this flash of white light, what do I do? Especially if it keeps happening. So what I would suggest doing, so you can do it in the room where you keep seeing the flash of light, or if you can't do it in that space, you can do it anywhere. But start to cultivate that relationship with the guide um, and ask them to step forward, sit down somewhere peacefully um, and say, hey, I've seen you as this flash of light. I would love to see you more and ask that energy to step forward so that you can interact with them more. So yeah, that would be the next level of interaction with them. So from seeing it as the flash of light in your home and now consciously Um, bringing it forward and taking the time to connect with that energy and saying, hey, I want to know a little bit more about you. Thanks, Laura. Hi, Natalie. I'm Carrie from San Francisco, California in the US. And I've started going through some new um, intuitive experiences. And so I would love your advice of now that I've started to have initial experiences, what more can I be doing that will help me strengthen these? Um, Any advice or recommendations that you have would be amazing. Um, Thank you. P.S. I love you. You're awesome. Oh, thanks, Kerry. Thank you for listening. Great question. What do you do once you have begun to have more intuitive experiences? How do you develop it? So firstly, keep listening to this podcast and download all the guided meditations that go with every episode. They are really going to help you develop your skills. Next thing you can do, do my Get Gifted and Get Guided programs. They are programs to develop your intuition and develop the connection to your guides. They are full of practical tools, guidance, top tips on how you can develop your intuition to the next level. In the Connecting to Your Spirit Guides episode, I share a discount code for Get guided, which I am going to put again in the show notes. So if you would like to do get guided, there will be a 50% off um, code that will go in the show notes. And I'm also being called to offer 20% off get gifted, which is my workshop for you to develop your gifts to the next level. And I will be offering 20% off with the code that is in the show notes. So those would be my top tips on um, how to connect your intuition is actually developing them further by all the things that I'm sharing um, across my platform. And also just put yourself in a state of noticing and imagination. Those would be the two big themes walk around, drive around, notice your thoughts, where you're going, the things, the information that you are being shown, because it is all part of your intuition. So just notice where your mind goes, what comes up for you, things you're being shown, repetitive things, look at the key themes that keep repeating in your life too. They will help you to develop your gifts. Thanks, Kerry. Hi, Natalie. My name is Katie. I'm from St. Augustine, Florida. I'm very new with my discovering my intuitive gifts. 
And I have recently been told by a spirit guide that I need to heal my root chakra before I can really move forward with not only developing my gifts, but also in my personal life. Um, Are there specific meditations to pinpoint and heal each chakra or is it all encompassing? Um, Hope this makes sense. Thank you so much. Great question, Katie. Yes, the root chakra is really key. When our root chakra isn't in balance, um, we can experience insecurity, instability, lack of grounding, scarcity mindset, fight and flight patterns. But there are ways that we can heal them. And as you say in the question, can you specifically heal each chakra. And yes, you can. You can specifically pull out different tools and different practices to heal each chakra. I don't specifically have a heal your root chakra guided meditation myself, but I know that there are plenty online. I do have a grounding and protection guided meditation um, that is free to download. So you could go and check that out because that will really help you to connect to the root chakra to ground your energy in. But yes, you can work with guided meditation. You can work with food to heal your root chakra, um, grounding earthy root vegetables, um, beets, potatoes, carrots. Yeah, really earthy food will connect you to your root chakra. You can work with crystals like smoky quartz. You can work with essential oils. Yeah, there are so many ways that you can heal your root chakra. I could do a whole episode on it, in fact. But yes, by you healing your root chakra, it will allow you to get that part of your energetic body aligned. And yeah, you will receive more messages and guidance. I just got the ping that you um, would really resonate listening to the Heal Your Ancestor Story episode, which looks at how to identify blocks and themes and patterns in our lives from our ancestors. And I feel that there are some key things connected to your ancestor story that is potentially blocking your root chakra, especially around the themes of fight and flight, scarcity, um, insecurity, and those qualities. So yeah, go and have a listen to the Heal Your Ancestor Story episode. Thanks, Katie. The next question comes from Emma in Australia. Hi, Natalie. My name's Emma. I'm from Australia, Coffs Harbour in Australia, New South Wales. Um, My question is to you at the moment, um, I keep having predictions of things but they're so seem so insignificant at the time they keep happening it might be little things like I'm going to get in the car and a song is going to play or I'm going to go to the park and I know my partner's going to get a call to go to the fire brigade or I'm going to get a particular customer come to the window at my shop I don't know, there's a bunch of little things. They seem very insignificant and uh, so small and it's like they pop into my head for such a minute moment that it's barely even rethought of again. But it's been happening so often lately that it's hard to ignore that's what's going on. And I'm not too sure what this is meaning or 
what to do with it or how to exercise it further. Um, I'd love your advice and your opinion on this. Thank you so much. Emma, this is not insignificant at all. This is massive. This is amazing. This is your intuition in action. These moments are letting you know that you are on the right path, that your intuition is working, that you are thinking of something and then it happens. And it's not always going to be these massive, powerful messages of like, oh, this is coming into your life. It is these moments in your everyday life that you're using your intuition to help you and guide you and to let you know that you're on the right path and that you're on the right track. When these things happen for me, I love it. I love that feeling when you think of someone, you hear their name, and then they literally walk around the corner and they're walking towards you. That's happened to me a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like, oh, of course you're here. I just thought about you. It's acknowledging and recognizing that these moments aren't insignificant at all. And these small moments are part of living with intuition. And the more these happen for you, the stronger your gifts are going to get. The more you notice them, the more that you pay attention, the more that you listen to the thoughts and you notice they grow and they evolve and your gifts get stronger and stronger and stronger. So congratulations, Emma. This is amazing. Keep doing what you're doing and allow these moments to happen and watch your gifts grow. Thank you for your questions. I didn't get to all of them for this episode. So I am going to be doing another one in March. In March, we're going to do another Q&A. So if you're listening to this and you have a question that has come up for you, please send it to me. Record a short voice memo on your phone. Um, introduce yourself, your name, where you're from. Keep your question short and punchy and email it to me at hello at natalie-miles.com. Hello at natalie-miles.com. I would love to answer more of your questions. If you submitted a question and I didn't get round to it this episode, I am going to be answering it in March. Thank you again for submitting all these amazing questions. No one trusts that if you're thinking it, it is a question that someone else is thinking about in the world. So yeah, no question is a silly question. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please share with a friend or a family member or head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review and leave some words. Just means that more people are going to have access to this content. Thanks again for tuning in. And yeah, next week will be the March energy forecast, which I'm really looking forward to channeling through for you. Have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you next week. Bye.